Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back. Welcome to the Oz Network for another movie review episode. Uh, two weeks in a row, which is incredible for us. Uh, and we're here to talk about a movie that nobody bothered to release in theaters. Um, which is why we sat at home tonight and watched The Adam Project... The new movie from Sean Levy, the director of the Night at the Museum movies and Free Guy, and starring Ryan Reynolds, the guy from Free Guy, uh, playing Ryan Reynolds, but more importantly, starring Jennifer Garner and Mark Ruffalo. Um, but and the hot, the other hot lady, and Zoe Saldana, uh, yep. and some kid who's okay. Uh, but which is saying something because you normally hate children in I'm, movies. Ben really hates. It. We know if Ben was watching this episode, he would have hated this kid. But. Uh, uh, this is a movie that, um, I don't know, it, 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 it just came out. I just heard about it, and we decided we'd review it, because it's too cold and windy outside to go anywhere in Winnipeg. Um, my name is Colin, and does everybody skip leg day in the future? And my name is Jamie, and can you show me your bag of toys? Is that a line from the movie, or are you coming on to me? Well, I mean, <laughs> it's not an exact line from the movie, but he has a bag of toys, remember? I totally thought you were going to say, it farts when I cough. Oh, that actually would have been a really great line. I know, that was my backup. but. Uh... And you know what? Just to comment on your thing, when you're like, you know, they didn't bother to release it in theaters. You know what? For how expensive Netflix has become, I'm not going to complain if they choose to release some movies on, on there to see at home. Yeah, I'm, my... my... My problem with it is more the fact that uh, the Batman came out last week. Yeah. You know, we saw that. We were excited. And I'm looking through all the other movies coming out this month, and there's literally nothing. And this is my birthday month. I mean, there's nothing for me to watch. Next week is my birthday, and I got nothing to watch on my birthday. So I'm more annoyed that the the closest thing I'm going to get to seeing a movie on my birthday is a Sandra Bullock Channing Tatum movie, which is just depressing. Yeah, you so, basically have to wait a week extra to watch your Morbius that you want to see. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, this movie came out, so that's something. But... Uh, we have not discussed this at all. A couple times during the movie, you're asking me, so what do you think about it? And you're like, oh, do you think it's good or whatever? And I'm like, I'll, we'll talk about it in the episode. But I'll give you the pleasure first. What did you think about it? Also, let's just remind the listeners, Jamie seems to have very low standards when it comes to movies. Oh, well, whatever. I don't know if you've been to more than one movie in four or five years, but uh, what did you think of this one? I thought it was a really fun movie. Um, you know, I don't know... Uh, I don't know if it's a perfect movie necessarily or if it has like, you know, a super strong storyline, but I really love Ryan Reynolds. It's just he, he, I love his goofy charm that he has to him. All right. So let's start with Ryan Reynolds before I even get my opinion of this movie, because I, I'll say this anytime we cover a Ryan Reynolds movie, I have my issues with Ryan Reynolds and my issues 
it's not denying what you said. He is a charming guy. You know, he is a funny, witty guy. My problem is, literally every movie this guy's in, he is exactly the same. Like, exactly the same. And yeah, but you know what, though? Some people, that that would kind of bother you. Like, J- Johnny Depp's kind of the same. No, no, way. Johnny Depp's exact. Johnny Depp is always so quirky and so different in all his movies. He's the same just in that he always has to be weird. But, like, here, here's here's my explanation, okay? Ryan Reynolds, to me, he's successful at what he does when it's done right. He was right for Free Guy. I mentioned during our Free Guy review that you weren't on, there's one person I could think of that would have been even better for that role, and that's Brendan Fraser. But uh, uh, putting Brendan Fraser aside, Ryan Reynolds is right for a movie like that. But it's just, you can only see somebody do the same thing so many times before it becomes annoying. And to me, Ryan Reynolds is, I'm not going to say the poor man's, but he is the the B-grade version of Chris Pratt. And there's probably people out there oh, who hate Chris. Come on, you love Chris Pratt way more than Ryan Reynolds, like a million times more. You're a Chris Pratt number one fan, but but I I, I would be with either though. Okay, I know, but here's my and point, I'm not, I'm not talking about like just sexually. Like I, <laughs> we don't need to go there. Like, no, I'm saying that they they are both like wonderful humans, and and I so, would I would be their wife. Okay, let's. Well, you're already mine, so thank you for well, scouting like, the competition. Well, no, but like if you were like dead, or if you if didn't. I, why is it every time we record these episodes, you come up with me dying? Or if you didn't exist, or if I didn't. If meet I didn't, you? like if somebody wiped me from existence, like in this movie. But let me get let yeah. me let me get back to the point I was making in a second. I don't what, have a hit on you. What what changed with your opinion on Ryan Reynolds? Because before was it Free Guy? Because before we saw Free Guy. You were kind of like me. You were like, Ryan Reynolds is annoying. And you always be like, oh, I don't like his beady no, it, eyes. It, it, He's not attractive. It, and it, all of a sudden, you're 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 a fan of Ryan Reynolds. No, I think it was Deadpool that changed it. Uh, so, so two movies, Deadpool and... But, like, can you go back and watch those other Ryan Reynolds movies and still be annoyed the way you were a year or two years ago? Because I'm saying that because coming from me, I've seen movies that I was downright annoyed with Ryan Reynolds in, like Blade... Uh, and then I see movies where I enjoy him in, like Free Guy. And if I go back and watch Blade, I mean, the fact that I enjoy him in Free Guy does not change the fact that I hate him in Blade and I hate him in a, a dozen other things. I, I think that I'm a little bit weird and maybe stupid that my opinion can just completely be swayed like you're that. You're forgiving. Yeah. Okay, when you accept somebody, you're forgiving. Yeah. All right, now, now getting back to But this... there's some people that I won't ever be able to watch, like the, the guy on Lost. Yeah, well, we've talked about you and your hatred for... Uh, Jorge Garcia uh, but uh, l- let's let's get back to this movie so my opinion on this movie now I went in with no expectations really uh, I had only heard about this movie about two weeks ago and this is part of I think the unfortunate thing with streaming movies is that you don't have that experience when you go to a movie theater you're watching all the trailers so you can get excited for movies it's yeah. just like oh there's something on Netflix oh it's got Ryan Reynolds it's got Mark, Mark Ruffalo it's got Jennifer Garner let me watch this or where it has like the same type of like advertisement you know where you see yeah, like, it everywhere you, because you like trailers and the sixth stuff. day here is yeah. this or because you like Free Guy here is this yeah uh, there's no way to really get excited about movies. So I heard about this like two weeks ago, just hearing Ryan Reynolds has a new movie called The Adam Project. Didn't think anything of it. You sent me the trailer, uh, I think a week ago, and I watched the trailer. You even asked me, like, what did you think of the trailer? And I'm like, yeah, it looks all right. It looks interesting enough. Um, I, I didn't realize Mark Ruffalo and Jennifer Gardner were in it. As soon as I realized they were in it, uh, as soon as I Googled it, I'm told, okay, we're watching that movie next week. Uh, nothing to do with the movie itself. But... I didn't go into this movie with any expectations. You know, I liked Free Guy. Um, I, I had a couple of minor issues with it, but overall it was one of the more enjoyable movies last year. No expectations with this movie. So so it's not like I was 
intending to complain about certain things. And I'm going to say, I'm going to be critical in here. There are things about this movie I really liked, but here are a couple of, I'm going to say a lot of <laughs> weird things that, that, you know, stick with me. It'll sort of come together. To me, this felt like one of those movies that if I were 12 or 13 years old when this came out and I watched this, I probably would have really enjoyed it. And it would have been one of these movies that I didn't bother to watch for 20 years. And then 20 years later, I'd be like, oh, I used to love The Adam Project. And then I turn it on. And there are those movies where you go two decades without watching it. And you grew up watching this and you loved it. And you rewatch it. You're like, yeah, that movie holds up. And then there's those movies where you're like, wow, I was an idiotic child. This movie sucks. To me, this feels like a movie that's like, ah, it's fine right now, but like 20 years from now, kids who might like this movie, this is not going to be one of those movies who ages well. Because I finished this movie as an adult thinking, some things are passable about it, but I will forget this movie tomorrow. It is instantly forgettable. Do you know what I mean? I, I actually know exactly what you mean. There's a movie, um, what's that movie called again? Um, the one with the, the lady who died in the plane crash, the vampire movie. Queen of the Damned. Oh, the interview of the Vampire sequel, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was obsessed with that movie when I was younger. And, and I really love vampire stuff and things like that. And I watched it again. And you, by the way, you also kind of ruined that other movie for me, The Craft. But Oh, that, that movie is terrible. <laughs> but, okay, that, but that was on you. But this one I, <laughs> I watched by myself again. And I was like, after I watched the movie, I was like, well... That movie actually is really not <laughs> like, that great. Okay, but I will say, though, the soundtrack for the movie is amazing. Okay, well... And that's I'll, still amazing. I'll get into the soundtrack of this movie in a bit, but, like... But that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, this is a movie that a 13-year-old me probably would have really enjoyed, but I don't think I would have enjoyed it enough to watch it over the course of 20 years. And when I, when I watch it again, I'd be like, eh, whatever. You know, here's the other thing, is that this movie, to me... It's very dated. Not necessarily all in a bad way, but this feels like one of those sci-fi action movies from the late 90s, early 2000s that is very much of that time period, but it doesn't quite belong in 2022, you know? Uh, two movies that immediately came to mind while I was watching this. One good and one bad. One is The Sixth Day, the first movie we ever covered on the Oz Network with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, that's still an underrated movie. Like, I love that movie still to this day. Uh, the other movie that this kind of reminds me of is The One with Jet Li. Uh, and the storyline's not really similar with either. This is obviously geared towards a more younger audience, but the one with Jet Li and Jason Statham, not a good movie. Does not hold up at all. Just kind of a side note, too, along the lines of this movie kind of feeling dated, did you feel like the effects looked really average for 2022? Like, these, are, these looked like early 2000s visual effects. And here's the thing. I, I understand... When you watch something on a big screen, often it looks better than when it looks on TV. Maybe this movie was designed for a big screen, but we watched this on our projector. So, I mean, as close to a big screen as we could get. And these effects looked awful to me a lot of the time. I I didn't have any problem with them. The, the, the final climax, go back and watch it. It looks like this is the this is the type of stuff that they mock in The Mummy Returns, you know? You, like You said climax. Okay. Wow. Wonderful. <laughs> But anyways, it didn't bother just, me. But like, do you get what I'm saying about this movie? It feels dated. Like this does. It feels like this is a movie that should have been released 20 years ago. Well, I mean, you know, you always see these movies and stuff like that where it jumps ahead. Let's say, you know, 30, 40, 50 years in the future to whatever time period like present day is supposed to be. And it's like the world is completely different. Like take um, 
take like the fifth element for example right like Mm -hmm. that type of thing where it's like you know cars aren't on the ground anymore they're all flying and you know it's funny because i still remember being a kid and every kid probably has thoughts like this and i thought to myself when i was maybe like you know i don't know 10 years old or so like i wonder you know when i'm you know 30 or 40 which now i'm 33 so i'm uh, 33 next month so i'm getting closer to that is this future going to be anything even similar to that? And I mean, you're a kid, so you imagine, right? But it's like, honestly... Where's my hoverboard, in other words, right? Hey, you know, they have them, though. Yeah. It's true. It, it does exist. But, I mean, it's not a common thing, right? But, like, in, in that aspect, maybe, because people think that just, you know, 20 years ahead of time, like, the, the future is just going to be drastically different. But it's really not, probably. It's, well, it's kind of an interesting point because the technology we see, I mean, let's boil down what the storyline is here, if people aren't already familiar with it. Ryan Reynolds comes back in time to change something that happened. He's a time traveler. He runs into his younger self and he goes on an adventure with a 12 year old version of him. And we kind of jump all over the place. Um, but like the future technology in this movie, that, that it is kind of one of these things where it's like they could have gone really over the top, but they didn't quite go over the top. To me, it just felt like they weren't trying to distinguish 30 years from the future from present day, you know? And nothing with like the spaceships that we see, the weapons we see, nothing looked interesting to me. It all looked like. I've seen this a million times over the last 20, 25 years because this looks like a movie that should have come out 20, 25 years ago, you know? Yeah. And and here's the, here's the thing. Sean Levy, the guy who directed this, did Night at the Museum, did Free Guy, right? He has a great visual style. He's one of the producers and he's directed several episodes of Stranger Things. This isn't a movie like Stranger Things where it is, it is kind of as, as doing an homage to an era or a genre. This isn't a movie where it's like, oh, we kind of want to go for this retro 90s feel. Because they don't. Otherwise, they would have set the movie in the 90s. And there's odd choices in this movie, like the soundtrack, which I love every song in the soundtrack. I mean, Pete Townsend, Let My Love Open the Door, one of my favorite songs. Uh, Boston, Long Time. I, I flipped out hearing that song Yeah, in it's this almost movie. like a throwback soundtrack like uh, Guardians of but the like, Galaxy. But why is it in this movie? Like, I don't... It's, it's, this, it's this overdone trend that every movie has to do now where because of Guardians of the Galaxy, like, we all got to throw a 70s soundtrack there. What relevance is there? The kid that we're seeing is in the year 2022. We go further back in time to that to 2018... What is the 70s soundtrack doing there? Well, they it makes kinda, no sense. They kind of threw, threw in one thing at one point when they were t- uh, playing an older song. And then the kid was saying, like, oh, that that was dad's favorite song. And then right, he a, said, a and song then, that came out in 1989. Listen, and then he said, well, me too. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's stretching it, but. If that's and, if that's his favorite song, then maybe he actually does like more classic music, and that's but, why. But it's not part of the movie. Like, if you're going to have a soundtrack, the entire climax plays out to one of these classic rock songs, and it doesn't fit the tone of the rest of the movie. If this was a movie like Suicide Squad, like Guardians of the Galaxy, like any of these other movies that use soundtracks, like proper soundtracks, it makes sense. But there are like four songs in this movie, and they just appear at random. To me, this was like captain marvel doing soundtracks all wrong we're like oh we gotta throw an old song in there because people will be like hey remember the days like and it doesn't even fit the time period like there's just odd choice in this movie from the, from the visual style from the the style of the story the soundtrack that just nothing really makes sense and it, and it felt 
very dated to me. Like this felt like maybe a very average forgettable movie from that time period. But I want to talk about some of the positive things here, okay? So uh, in order to talk about some of the positive, I have to talk about some of the negatives, all right? Now, one of my other big complaints about this movie is the famous thing that we had when we did Bad Movie Month a couple years ago, Ben and I, we covered The Adventures of Pluto Nash, a movie that Ben was a fan of. And I had never seen it. And as I was watching it, I just kept saying, I'm like, you know, I, I see where they're going with this. Like, I see that this is, it is funny. It registers in my brain. This is a funny joke, but like, be funnier. Like, it's not making me laugh. And you had a couple moments where you were laughing, but I got to say, even you weren't really laughing as much as I think you, they intended for people to laugh. I was laughing at the whole movie. I don't you know were chuckling. There's a difference between a laugh and a chuckle. And the problem I had here is that the humor in this movie, it's a lot of like, huh? Oh, <laughs> well, it's, it was just, it's like dumb humor. But it's not even, it's just, it's not, it's not, they're, 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 try harder, be funnier, you know? You're, but you're, you're being too critical. But I'm not being too critical because I have the exact same complaint about the other things in the movie. There are action sequences that I was just like, I'm not even following what's going on because I just don't care. Like the action isn't engaging. I'm just like, just be exciting, you know? Like, like you're, 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 you're this close. You're, you're almost there. Just, just try harder. Try and it's the same thing with the dramatic scenes. There are dramatic scenes in this movie where I'm like, just, just, just oh, make me on. feel more, you know? There are a couple scenes that really do work, but, like, the majority of what they went for in this movie was just kind of flat and average. Again, not bad, just very average. You're talking about action. You know what I actually had thought about watching the movie? Hmm. I wonder how many people were actually murdered in this movie. A lot! There's a lot of death that goes around, <laughs> and nobody cares about it because, oh, it'll all be erased from existence. But, like, let's talk about the action sequences if you're not going to agree with me on the other two. You, you said you were laughing on something. Again, you were chuckling. It was a lot of, huh, oh, huh. It, was it wasn't an, laughter. But it was enjoyment all the way through. But we're, they, we're talking about... I would watch this movie we're again. We're you watch a lot of movies again that you shouldn't because you don't even like them. But but my point is is that when you were watching Free Guy, it was like laugh out loud funny. And you have the same actor and you have the same director making a similar style of movie or same genre, very different but same genre. You expect if they're making a movie six months later that they can deliver the goods the same way. And this is in no way in the same league as Free Guy. Not even close. And it kind of... And even if you go through, like, Sean Levy's other movies, he made Real Steel with Hugh Jackman. Like I said, the Night of the Museum movies. This just feels like the weakest film in his filmography. And it kind of feels the same for Ryan Reynolds. If you're looking at starring roles in kind of these action comedies, it's, it's better than Green Lantern. But this feels like kind of a low point for both of them. I mean, I've never seen Night at the museum or what was the other one that you real said? steel yeah i've never seen that one either um free guy was a really good movie i definitely think that it was a little bit more than this one i, I feel like a lot of bit more than this no, one no no no. listen I, I feel like this is a very fun movie um i feel like the story really isn't that complicated there's not a whole lot going on but yes. what but what i can appreciate it about uh what i can appreciate about it though is they throw in these little things through the movie like for foreshadowing like do they well yeah like i mean uh, one of the things that i had mentioned to you um when, when ryan reynolds is talking to his younger self there and he's saying like you know you sucked at everything like you know let, let me just catch you up on your entire life from from you to me you sucked at everything and then it, at the end of it he says you know and it turns out you're pretty good at flying and 
then you see later in the movie that the wow. dad, the dad who is Mark Ruffalo, yeah, who is a genius, <laughs> makes makes his kid a uh, flying game. So your idea of foreshadowing is. They put a moment in showing the kid playing a video game to explain why he can fly. I wouldn't call that foreshadowing. I would... Well, no, I'm saying it's an interesting tidbit that, that explains to you why he is the way he is. It's not just some random thing like, hey, I'm very good at this just because I naturally am. Do you know where this movie... I'm not even going to say that it, it took the wrong... There's a lot of movies where you could say they should have gone more in this direction. There's a couple scenes that work really well in this movie. Um... The back and forth between Ryan Reynolds and the kid, it's good. I don't think it's a problem of either of them. I just think it's a problem. There's something about this movie that's just kind of flat. But there is one scene where he is kind of saying, like, you know, you sucked or whatever. And this is what I'm kind of giving, eventually telling him this is this is what happens. Where you're like, oh, I kind of didn't see that coming. And I kind of like this. Um, there's a scene with Mark Ruffalo. And it's not the big dramatic scene. But there is a scene between Mark Ruffalo, Ryan Reynolds, and the kid. Uh, which is almost played more for laughs very early on, which I thought was fantastic. It was, it was again, it, it was unpredictable. And that's important because one of my biggest complaints with the movie is how predictable it is and how paper thin this story is that like, you know exactly what's going to happen in the next scene before it even comes up. But the one scene that really worked well was a scene, we won't spoil too much about it, but it's a scene between Jennifer Garner and Ryan Reynolds where she is meeting him, doesn't realize this is the future version of my son, and they kind of have like the, this moment where where he's kind of comforting her, but doesn't realize that like she doesn't realize who he is and all that. That scene really worked. Like if they, if every scene in the movie that was dramatic had worked that well, they would have had something. It, well, it was deep. Uh, you're, like yeah, you're and saying, it was subtle. It wasn't like like you were saying something's flat. Like I can kind of see where you're talking about. It's still a fun movie, even if it's not like you know movie of the year. I'd still watch it again. Yeah, but but. The, the other stuff, though, like the scene with Mark Ruffle that I was talking about and then the scene between him and the kid, those scenes surprised me. Nothing else in this movie surprised me. Like, even you got to say, like, okay, fine, it is enjoyable. And there are enjoyable moments in this movie, but there is no way that you didn't see every moment of this movie coming from a mile away. Um... I mean, there was definitely one part that surprised me. Are we doing spoilers on this? No, or no not? spoilers. Okay, so then I, I can't say. But I thought, I thought, you know, with Mark Ruffalo, I thought things um, m might change in his timeline a little bit uh, at the end of the movie because I, well, I, th I thought maybe that his timeline was influenced by other things going on in the movie, and so I thought, well, you know, I think it's probably going to lead to this and. It leaded to somewhere else unexpected. Yeah, but so we're talking about then 90% of the movie is about as predictable as you can get? I mean, I'd probably say so, yeah. Yeah, like, and that's kind of a problem. Like, I don't want something that is so predictable because that's one of the reasons why, to me, there's no tension in the action scenes. There's no tension in the dramatic scenes because you know where it's not just, oh, I saw that coming, uh, that plot twist coming. You literally know, oh, so this scene's playing, the next scene's going to be something like this, and then they're going to have a scene that's kind of a heartfelt scene, and then they're going to throw a scene in there where he'll find his wife, and then the, the, <laughs> somebody's going to have one. Like, you you can literally predict every beat of this movie, and I think that's a big problem. I, I think that that's just how you like movies, too, though, because you were just mentioning when we saw Licorice Pizza, uh, and you're asking, you know, me at the end of the movie, you're like, did you, did you like that movie? And you weren't sure what i would think and i, I well, said we're still to review that keep that in mind yeah so. well and i and i and i said yeah i actually really liked it and then you're like what you liked it and it, not everything was wrapped up in a neat package yeah well and i'm not even talking about net wrapping things up in a neat package i'm just saying like 
everything in this movie was so telegraphed, you know? And part of the problem is this is a time travel movie. And sure, it's a time travel movie for kids. But, like, I've seen time travel movies for kids. Time Bandits is a great time travel movie for kids. That movie is more complex than this. Like, you can't do a movie about time travel and have it be this simple where you feel like a 13-year-old could have written this movie. And I think that's one of the big problems. Aside from a couple good one-liners here and there, this is a movie that a 13-year-old could have written. And you have to have some level of complexity in a time travel movie. And there's just none of it here. It is just... I wouldn't even say it's brainless fun. It's just... It's a movie that feels like... Free Guy was delayed for a whole year. So this isn't a thing where there was just a quick turnaround. But to me, this is almost like if Free Guy had just been finished and they're like hey we got six months before netflix wants us to deliver a movie what can we put in the minimal amount of effort in this is to me a minimal amount of effort movie you know what i mean or like one of those things where it's like they're filming free guy it's like hey you're in that movie and you're in this movie too we'll uh you know we'll just do them at the same time well this this is like sean levy and ryan and reynolds are like oh we got two weeks of vacation okay well let's let's film something in in my backyard you know well, well don't don't be like too insulting saying you know this movie would basically be like the unpicked item at like the five dollar it kind of is it kind of is and i'm telling you looking through the filmography of just the director sean levy here okay um now we've already run through his movies of this genre let's look at the movies not of this genre by the way didn't even realize this sean levy canadian there we go um Canadians have made much better movies than this, but uh, look at it just as straight comedies, because that has two genres. So we got Big Fat Liar. Okay, that's kind of a freaking, that's a bargain bin movie, right? Just Married, bargain bin. Pink Panther, maybe above bargain bin, right? Date Night, maybe above bargain bin. Che- cheaper by the dozen. Cheaper good. by the dozen, fantastic, right? Uh, when we look at his sci-fi action movies, Night of the Museum trilogy, great movies. Definitely not bargain bin. Real Steel, I'll argue that's not a bargain bin. Free Guy, definitely not a bargain bin. If you're looking at all of his movies of this this genre, even if you include his straight comedies, this is the bargain bin movie of those. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if we look, at, so now you're you're you're, you're seeing it, right? <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because I tooted. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> and it, it farts. Really... It farts when you when you cough, right? It sounded really funny. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, now, if we're looking. <laughs> At Ryan Reynolds, movies of a similar genre. <coughs> I'm coughing and not farting. It's amazing. That's just COVID, though. Um, X-Men Origins Wolverine. Okay, terrible movie, right? Green Lantern, terrible movie. So Ryan Reynolds, this may be one of his better ones. Um, R.I.P.D., terrible movie. I never saw Ted. Um, I, I I didn't care for it. Uh, uh, Hitman's Bodyguard, that one's all right. Deadpool, those are all right. Detective Pikachu, I never saw it. Um, so yeah, really, this is a big red notice. We didn't even finish that one, and that had Gal Gadot and The Rock in it. Um, so yeah, let's say that this is a mid-grade Ryan Reynolds movie. It is a below-average Sean Levy movie. Is that fair? Yeah. Um, I'd still watch it again, though. Well, you watch a lot of things again. You you there are movies you have binned on here. They're like, yeah, I would watch it again. Uh, but I we'll, we'll get to the rating in a second. But I do want to end on some positive things here. Um, the actors put in what effort they can, and but I feel like Ryan Reynolds and the kid, to me, are the least interesting things about this movie. Do you know what I mean? Mark Ruffalo and Jennifer Garner are way more interesting to watch because there is more heart. In this movie, some of the reviews coming out there are saying like, oh, it's kind of just a fun, innocent kids movie, but with a bit of heart. I feel like all the heart in this movie comes from Mark Ruffalo and Jennifer Garner, and that's not just... I, please tell me it's not just because I'm massive fans of theirs, but that you see that too. No. You I don't just, see it? I disagree. 
you don't agree with those two scenes that I mentioned being the best scenes of the movie. I'm not saying that they weren't one of the best, but I feel like there's lots of heart from both of them, too. I, I didn't feel like the performances were there for Ryan Reynolds and the kids to have a lot of heart, you know? Oh, get over it. I'm not saying get over it. I'm sure most people watching this movie would not be like, wow, give that kid an Oscar. <laughs> I liked him. Like, he's passable. Everything about this movie is passable. Like, when the movie started, I felt like the first third of this movie, I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm with it. But I kind of wish that they had maybe done this a little bit differently. The second act of this movie, I'm like, this is becoming very predictable, but it's still all right. The third act of this movie is a colossal turn. <laughs> you know, like the climax of this movie, I, I, I won't even mention it on air, but there is one incredibly massive plot hole that ruins the entire climax for me. And that's not discounting the fact that there's terrible action in it and the special effects are awful and you're not really left with any satisfying feeling, you know? Uh, the, Je Jennifer Garner didn't leave you with a satisfying feeling. Well, she wasn't in the climax, so she couldn't. There was no opportunity to. She wasn't in the climax. Uh, anyways, <laughs> all right. Uh, okay. Any anything else you actually opinions you want to add on this movie? Can you tell me right now, before even giving your rating, is this a movie that ten, twenty years from now you feel like you're going to look back on? Or even remember. Um, I feel like whenever we do reviews, all I'm trying to do is convince you to do what's right. I don't know why. <laughs> I would watch it again. I know you you watch everything again. You watch yeah. bad movies again. But is this a movie that to you is memorable? Ten years from now, twenty years, a lot of time has passed. Are you going to see this flipping through whatever replaces Netflix in the future? Are you going to be flipping through, or, or are you going to be on the shelves when Blockbuster comes back, and you're going to see? This movie, The Atom Project, and you're like, wow, haven't seen that in 20 years. What are you going to do with it? I'd watch it again. I don't, is this something you're going to remember? You're ever going to look back on? If this movie, if you never go through a video store again or, or Netflix, whatever you, whatever you want to do. Okay, I'm going to stop you right there. I have a memory like Dory. It doesn't matter which movie, I, which movie I see. It could be the greatest movie of all time. And I've told you this before. If it's not okay, something where, where I've seen it, like, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 times, I forget it. That's why, like, for, for, <laughs> we're, we're completely different people. For, for you, you could watch a movie and you will know every line, every part of the movie by heart, and you will never forget it. For me, mm -hmm. watch a movie five years down the road and you're like, Jamie, do you, did you ever watch this? And I said, no. And then you're like, but I showed it to you. And I <laughs> no. And then... He, watching the movie and then i'll i'll legit be surprised by everything did you know that happened what happens next well with this on, on that note we we just reviewed the batman last week you weren't on it but i i i can't remember if i mentioned it on air or not but when we watched the dark knight rising uh the dark knight rising the dark knight rises see i forgot the title of the movie so i'm losing some of my memory but we're, during the dark knight rises uh i was trying to explain to you before we started the movie i'm like oh yeah and then the, one of the problems with this movie is at the end you're like well don't spoil the end for me i'm like jamie you've seen it multiple times and you're like yeah, yeah, but I'm not going to remember that. You quoted almost every line of that movie. And at one point, I'm like, well, you clearly remember this movie. So do you remember the ending? You're like, no. Like, <laughs> it's maybe it just comes back to you. But but to your point, yes, fair. You're not going to remember anything, even if it's your favorite movie in the world. To my point, though, trust me when I say 
as you said, I could watch a movie and then 10, 20 years later remember every line of it. Yeah. I will forget this movie within six months. That's the problem with this movie. It is instantly forgettable. You know, Batman's a bad example, though, because I'm a huge Batman fan. So those movies I actually have seen way too many times. Like, just not enough to remember the ending. But I am also the type of person still that Batman and Robin is still my favorite movie. <laughs> yes. Out which, of all of them. So, so um, let's preface Jamie's review by saying that. What are you going to do with the Adam Project? Are you going to buy it, rent it, or bin it? Um, I'd rent it. Okay, so there we go. It's, okay, that right there tells you everything you need to know. There are movies that you did nothing but complain about when you reviewed, and you still bought them, but to you, this is a rent. See, I, I'm making myself do that now, though, because otherwise you just make fun of me. <laughs> I also hope that, that you realizing by saying you would buy it means, oh, I gotta own this thing. I'm willing to pay 30 bucks for this movie and not, I will buy it for $5 in a bargain bin. But I'm also the type of person that... If something's on sale, even if I don't need it, I still want to buy it because it's on sale. Right. So this is something you would buy on sale. What, what's the maximum amount? Okay. Maximum amount you're going to pay for this in store. Well, I, I pay for Netflix. No, I'm not saying whether you pay for Netflix. Pretend it's not on Netflix. You see this in Walmart. What's the maximum price you would pay for this? Seven or eight bucks. So it's a bargain bin movie. Like I said, that's the price of the bargain bin movies. Well, I don't... Literally, you literally mentioned the exact price of the bargain bins at Walmart here. Well, I don't buy... I, unlike you, I don't buy, uh, like, brand new movies that cost, you know, like, 25 to $40. Because I don't really care that much. There we go. So every movie Jamie buys from now on, you know, is really a rent. But, okay, now my turn. I'm very torn on this because I I thought for the first half of this movie, I'm not even going to say two-thirds, the first half of this movie, I was thinking, this is probably still a rent. It's not an enjoyable rent. It's like, it's, it's, it's all right. It's at an adequate rent. And this movie, I feel like, really falls apart so much at the end that I felt, I, I finished this movie feeling like I wanted to bin it. Like, I got increasingly frustrated with this movie the longer it went on. Having said that, there is some good stuff at the beginning, but also having said that, the good stuff at the beginning isn't so good that I feel like anybody needs to watch this movie, you know? Uh, so, I'm... <sighs> Can we just also comment on, like, how gorgeous how gorgeous uh, Jennifer Garner's bum is? <laughs> like... That's the only part? I know that... I know that she's an older lady. <laughs> an older lady? Okay, let's just start this. <laughs> We're going to announce something right now, okay? So wrapping up this review, we're going to announce um, that, one of that the things she, that, that she's your future wife if I die. Well, let's hope she's single again. Uh, but anyways, uh, we were debating between several things to cover. We haven't done a movie dedicated month in a long time. One of the more fun things that we've only done a few times is actor dedicated months. We like to pick actors where it's not like, oh, we're going to do Tom Cruise month. Like everybody's going to do a Tom Cruise month, right? So the first time we ever did an actor dedicated month, we did Rene Russo month, okay? And it got way more attention than we thought it would. We did a Brendan Fraser yeah, month. Yeah, you, you guys were like shocked at that. Yeah, and Brendan Fraser was the same thing. We're like, we're doing Brendan Fraser month. We're doing Jennifer Garner month next month. Yeah. That's happening. And I actually gave the choice to you. I said, do you want to do Bad Movie Month or Jennifer Garner Month? And you picked Jennifer Garner. Well, she, Part, she's such a wholesome person. Well, and, and you and her share a birthday, which is coming up next month. Yeah. And you're both born the same day, different year. Yeah. But uh, it's going to be Jennifer Garner's 50th birthday. And when this movie started, I said, that's a 50-year-old woman. And you're like, well, she looks about 50. I'm like, in what world does she look 50? And then the very next scene, you're like, all right, she looks 40. Maybe. <laughs> like, 
yeah, that, that's a woman right there. I, I think it's just because in the first scene when she had her hair, like, completely up, you can kind of just see all the, like, the age on somebody's face. Oh, when, I'm okay with the age. Well, no, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying, like, when you see that and then the hair down and everything and the body and stuff, you're like, okay, I'm, she's younger. Sorry, I blanked out for, the, for a second. What, yeah. what, where am I? Um, but anyways... But yeah, we're gonna be covering Jennifer Garner Month. Let's let's announce the movies because the 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 we'll announce the first one last. So, what we're gonna be closing the month with, closing the month of April, will be the most recent movie that we're covering of hers, Peppermint, which we did a review for before. That was her return to action movies. Uh, before that, we're gonna be doing Draft Day with her and Kevin Costner, a movie that both of us are obsessed with and have seen so many times. Uh, also going to be our first movie we ever cover with Tom Welling. Um, so many actors in Draft Day to be excited. Not just Kevin Costner and Tom Welling and Jennifer Garner, but Chadwick Boseman, one of his first movie roles is in that. Um, Terry Crews is in that movie. Uh, who else is there? Dennis Leary. Dennis Leary. Uh, th- that movie is just enormous for like the amount of great actors in it that all have decent-sized roles as well. Uh, we're going to be doing The Odd Life of Timothy Green. Uh, which is I, a little known movie, one. an amazing movie, kind of, I would say, family-type film. I mean, it's about a couple who wish can't have a baby, and they wish for a baby, and one grows out of their garden. It's actually not nearly as kid-like as it sounds. It's, it's a lot more adult and, um, not adult in that way, but uh, adult and dramatic than you would think. But like, her like, and Joel... Like more thinky? Yeah, but her and Joel Edgerton, which is like the, like her and Mark Ruffalo, that's a, that's a couple of, you know... Everybody wants to see that's 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 something that I would write. Mark Ruffalo and Jennifer Garner, or Joel Edgerton and Jennifer Garner. But we're kicking it off with Mark Ruffalo and Jennifer Garner's first time they played husband and wife or a couple. Thirteen going on thirty, which is basically we created this month because I have been saying since we launched the Oz Network there is one romantic comedy that I would cover. Well, there's two. The other ones you've got mail, but thirteen going on thirty is one I want to cover. So dying, to, I've been dying to do this movie. Yeah, I'm I'm shocked that you've never done that one. We've, we've talked about it. Ben and I have talked about doing a romantic comedy month or, uh, I don't know, a 13 going on 30 month. Well, we, we have like those things like Armageddon and Deep Impact. We could do the 13 with 30 and that 17 again movie with Zac Efron or whatever. But because it's Jennifer Garner's 50th birthday, we're going to do it. Uh, well, we're going to do it. Stop that. Because it's her 50th birthday. Anyways, but yeah, Jennifer Garner month. But Jennifer Garner and Mark Ruffalo to kick it off with 13 going on 30. Uh, a, a movie that I love. And it has nothing to do with just Jennifer Garner and Mark Ruffalo being the movie, because they've both made movies that I hated. Like, I love that movie. And you do too, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a great movie. That's a couple weeks away still. So uh, we're going to be doing that in April. Um, But uh, thank goodness we're going to move on to a good movie that she was in. Although, I thought she was great in this movie. Yeah, she was very good. She's good in everything, though. Yeah. We'll we'll get to that when we cover Electra, which, by the way, we may have a bonus episode. Uh, All right, so... Um, wrapping this up, um, you're officially renting this. I, I, I really didn't give a decision. I, I feel like I have to bin this movie on principle that like, I got so frustrated at the end, but I'm going to go with like the lowest possible rent. Like this is, it's innocent fun. Don't go into it with any expectations and be prepared for it to kind of be an overly simple mess uh and a bargain bin movie and a, fine this passable is a bargain bin so i'm gonna go with my lowest possible rent imaginable that's not nice all right well that's me i guess i don't know <laughs> that's me because <laughs> that's my reputation not being nice apparently uh other stuff we have coming up 24 uh still going on 
Uh, and Breaking Bad still going on. And um, that's it. I don't know. There's no new movies coming out next week. I don't know if we're going to talk about anything else for a while. Yeah, I don't know. We're fairly appropriate in this episode, except for that 50, 60 second bit I had to cut out that nobody's ever going to hear about. You're fairly appropriate, so a round of applause for Jamie. All right. Um, that's it. My name is Colin, and it farts when I cough. Hey, you stole the line. My name's Jamie, and now I have no line because you took it. Thanks for downloading this episode from the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as find out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks once again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time.